Do you believe in accountable love? Welcome to Accountable Love, home of the love snobs where love is a group journey. My name's Aziz. I'm Jerry. And today we'll be talking about, well, welcome to season three. Yeah, the theme of season three is who's the adult in the room? Home of the love snobs, love snobs, love snobs. The love snobs have surfaced. You know, the people that actually use honesty to communicate. The genuine friends that refuse to let you feel sorry for yourself. Yes, those people. You know, the friends that collect your tears every time life makes your eyes ring. The love snobs, the people that don't allow you to settle. Support your dreams, but don't support you sleeping with just anybody. You know, the friends that are so judgmental, they ask you to stay away from negative people and encourage you to surround yourself with positive people. Yes, that friend. The friends that love you even when you refuse to love yourself. You, you know, know, the, the love, love snobs. snobs. Well, we chose this as the theme because um, I don't think there's enough people that are really ready to show up to be adults in the room. We always talk about being human, mm -hmm. and being human means infants. It well, means toddlers. It means it incorporates so many different forms it's of vague. stages of human yeah, being. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But there's not a lot of people that own and honor the responsibility that comes with being an adult. Yes. When you actually decide to be an adult, you're less self-indulged because, you know, you spend a lot of your mm -hmm. child years trying to figure out who you are, you know, what you want to do, who you want to be, what you want to give back to the world. Mm -hmm. And you possibly are cleaning up what you took from the world, <laughs> you know what I mean, mm -hmm. because you're really figuring things out at that particular time. It's, it's what would you say? It's a well, I'm, blank, I'm, blank canvas and you're just coloring a whole bunch of things in? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's also everything stems from choice, right? Mm -hmm. So when I used to think of an adult, I would think of somebody that had responsibility, a different type of responsibility. Like exactly. I just, like responsibility can also be broad, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, you had your own job, you had your own apartment, or you own a home, or, you know, you did certain things that I guess was made you independent, made you independent that you were an adult. Mm -hmm. Not really factoring in that there's a whole other layer of maturity that nobody really talks about um, that also makes you an adult too. And I wouldn't say, I think we can both say effective adults. Definitely. Because everyone, like once you're a certain age, like based on paper, like at 18 and on, you're an adult, you're considered an adult. But being an adult and you know, how we're talking about it is, is more of a mentality. If yeah, we start more, talking yeah. to people about being an adult as a mentality and not looking at it like, oh, because your age, you actually or became an adult. Yes. On paper, yeah, they're going to mm -hmm. have you as an adult. So you, they, it comes with a set of responsibility because yeah. if you actually, like we tell our kids, you actually mess up after a certain age, you're going to be trialed as an adult. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You actually got to serve adult yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. So you have to be clear on what you're doing and understand that you're going to be held accountable. If we don't hold you accountable, you're going to be held accountable mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah. So... Why is that not practice with adults dealing in relationships? Because that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're talking about more of being in relationships. So, like, you can have your own income. You could have your own apartment. But as you mature into trying to have loving relationships, those things don't... Because you're going to leave your apartment to actually be with somebody else, and you're going to have... You're going to come together and actually share an apartment. So it's really the merging of multiple people. Mm -hmm. It's the merging. It's the starting of a family mm -hmm. for some. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's... 
actually, and it starts with having strong support. But it's not just the starting of the family, it's starting and showing up and being present every single day, Definitely. making decisions. Like, mm -hmm. we meet people all the time that are parents, but can't make a decision, you know what I mean? Definitely. And, but they, they brought somebody else into the world and they're responsible for somebody else's life, but yet they can't make a decision, you know what I mean? So I think that it goes beyond, you know, merging with, the, maturing into togetherness and, and, you know, merging with somebody else and building with someone else if you, not, if you can't make a choice, if you can't make a decision either, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like it looks good on paper, like it looks good outside looking in, but are you really in a healthy situation if you're with a partner that can't make a decision? But isn't it important to be with somebody that, let's say, let's say you made the conscious choice because we're talking about being accountable, we're talking about accountable love. Mm -hmm. So let's say you made the conscious choice to actually be with a person that's a stronger decision maker. Like you made a but conscious that's choice. But that's different than not being able to make a decision. Like it is we, we meet a lot of people that, that don't that want to make a decision. decision. You're right. That is the decision. So, so you're yeah. saying once they commit, that's a decision. Being yes, made. of course. But I'm, I'm not saying that like in every situation, there's always when there's when there's more than one person, there's always going to be a person that's better than you at something else. Right. Definitely. So as a group, we may decide like you're the better cook. So you may do most of the cooking. Definitely. Not saying that you do all the cooking, you do most of the cooking. Mm -hmm. I'm good at, 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 at managing money. So I may do all the finances and somebody else may be good at cleaning. They do the clean. You know what I mean? Definitely. So we divvy our responsibilities based on strengths. So, I'm so not, you understand your yeah, roles. You understand your Definitely. roles. I'm not speaking about that. I'm just saying that there's some people that merge together and they, they partner with people, but yet they can't make a decision, not because they're bad at it, because they just don't want to. You, yeah. Or they, they don't like conflict. There's a lot. What people fail so to realize, wait, hold on, let me finish. Well, they don't accept responsibility, but what people mm -hmm. fail to realize is that when you're making a decision, that's a, resp that's a huge responsibility. Like you're Definitely. saying that you're taking, a, not a chance, but you're putting yourself out there saying that this is what it is and this is what it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And then you have other people that, that would say, Yes, no, or I agree, don't agree. You know what I mean? But you're putting yourself out there to say, everyone knows where you stand at all times when you make a decision. Definitely. When you don't make a decision, then everyone doesn't, they can't pick you apart because they don't really know where you stand. And we've been around a lot of those people where you don't quite know where they stand and you're like, I can't really say yes or no, or I don't have an opinion about this person because I really don't know what they're thinking. Definitely, and they make you uncertain because yes. you can't make a decision because they can't make yes. a decision. But I'm thinking more, what about the people who make decisions mm -hmm. but don't show up? But that's not that's an issue but as well. But they can make decisions, so those are also people that aren't, you know, they aren't the adult in the room. Uh, absolutely. So you always have to find a way to forgive them, or find a way to teach them, or find a way to educate them mm -hmm. how they need to show up, or you're, you're going back and forth with them, and they're kind of blowing you off because they're the ones that did something to you. Mm -hmm. You're vested, but they're not as vested, so mm -hmm. they're like, okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So when you was thinking, when you was talking about making decisions, I was thinking. Okay, but well what about the people who actually make decisions? So I'm thinking about people that are in relationships already. So they mm. obviously committed to the mm, relationship. Mm, mm. They obviously call you my friend. Yeah, yeah. Or they obviously call you my partner. Or they obviously saying that we're gonna navigate through life together. They obviously signed up for certain things. They're just not showing up. Mm -hmm. They're not honoring those promises. So as me, you know, as we talk about all the time, we talk about love and we talk about commitment and we're talking about signing up. And everybody's always saying the. Actions speak louder than words, and they're always mixing things up and always separating everything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, actions are better than words. But when you talk, think about love, actions, it, 
Words are important because words are the promise. Absolutely. And actions are the commitment. Yeah. So you need them both together, and that's also relationships. Yeah. So all the relationships, the relationship portion of it is about being set and ready for responsibility. Mm -hmm. Once you're ready for responsibility, or once you're ready to be responsible for the inspiring another person to excel, you're ready for love. Yeah. So therefore, you're ready to be an adult. That's why You're it's not so, self-indulgent anymore, but go ahead. But that's why it's so important to be around like-minded people because Definitely. then you become the parent in the room. <laughs> mm -hmm. And nobody wants the parent in the room. Like, you're the buzzkill. Like, damn, like, you're on your fifth drink. Like, do you really need another drink? Or, you know, or you said you was going to be home an hour ago. Like, shouldn't you have left already? Or, like, you become that person. You know Definitely. what I mean? Because you're around people that are not on the same... Like, they're not like-minded. They're, they're irresponsible. And you become you become the, the parent in the room. And I think that that's why a lot of people, aside from the fact that there are people that don't like making decisions, but there's also a group of people that also don't want to be that person, that they don't want to take the responsibilities of a parent. And I mean, honestly, with your friends, you don't, you really no, shouldn't have to. to. Yeah. And you, you, you shouldn't want, you shouldn't have to play that role but sometimes that's what happens. And then it, be, it's, it creates like this resentment. So I think it also starts with Aside from making choices and making, you know, decisions, but I think it also starts with surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Definitely. Because I was just ready to ask you, wouldn't you say that that's unhealthy? Like that person has an issue also? Because why would you be with somebody yeah, that you have to parent? Absolutely. That automatically turns into an unhealthy situation and mm -hmm. turns to codependency and all these other things that tear a relationship apart. Absolutely. So wouldn't you, wouldn't you really be like, once you realize you're parenting somebody, like? We all gotta correct each other. I mean, we always gotta, mm -mm. there's always a time where we don't agree or somebody has to actually check the other person. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be a recurring thing. No. You know what I mean? That's where that goes into like nobody's perfect. Mm -mm, there's mm -mm. gonna be room for error. We understand we're man, we're humans in that area, right? Mm -hmm. But when you are a person that's constantly not honoring your, 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 your responsibilities or not honoring your word, then it becomes a more of an issue. But it's not just that person's issue. It's also the other person's issue for not pulling the plug. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we, we, when we look at accountability, both people have to be accountable for the role they played in Absolutely. the destruction of relationship. And you need to really look at, like, I stayed too long. Either and you, it became an abusive relationship mm -hmm. because you're, you're not home, you're, so you become the nag. And you look in the mirror and you're like, I've never wanted to become this person. Either you stay too long or you or on the person on the flip, on the flip side is, you signed up for a relationship that you, or you signed up for things that you didn't really want to Definitely. believe in. And I think that, you know, when people are more honest about that, then it creates less friction between the people that they're building relationships with. So if I, we're out and about and I'm 10 drinks in and you don't really. <laughs> 10 drinks, you heavyweight? I don't know. Like, I just thought a number that sounded kind of crazy. You were heavyweight. 10 drinks. Very heavyweight. Oh, my God. No, what? 10 drinks, they were, like, having me on the floor. But the point <laughs> is, like, uh, 10 drinks in, and we agreed before we went out that we were just going to keep it light, and we both agreed that drinking was whack. We didn't want to be hung over the next day, but here I am in the corner taking the, you know, the a shot. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, and then you looking at me like, that's not what we agreed. That's not what we agreed to. And but I'm the like, thing is, if I roll out, I'm wrong. Exactly. That's you. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I you left your drunk friend there. Or, or if you, if you like, come on, I'm like, get off of me. And now I'm, I'm like, now you're bothering me. But yet, that's, we, we, we walked in with a plan and I just, 
bust a solo. Yeah, or you could have so, signed up to be the designated driver and you just decide to do your own Oh, well, that's what fucked up. <laughs> wow, like you just you got me. You can't see. Not only did I drink 10 drinks, but I'm slumped in the corner and I signed up to be driver. you signed up for that. Well, so. I don't drive, but the point is that... <laughs> um, yeah, like, so I think it's things, it's, it's things like that, too. Like, yeah, you were outside looking in at the situation. They're looking at you like, damn, Aziz, you can't take her home? Come on, like, you know, it's not that serious. But it is that serious because I went outside of everything we discussed. And there needs to be a lesson learned. Yeah. And then they're like, who are you to teach the lesson? You're the somebody parent. Who, yeah, <laughs> somebody who, you know, who actually signed on the, to the responsibility and don't want to be taken advantage of. Yeah. So I'm going to actually do what I need to do and we'll figure it out from there. Yeah. You know, they got to figure it out. But... You know, it, 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 it doesn't even have to be that extreme. It could just be no. lighter situations, like not having discussions. Like, you're always living in your head. Mm. Like, if you're around equals, you're around people that you have a great understanding are your equals, and their track record is support. Why are you in your head ever? Mm-hmm. You know, you have a feel, you have an opinion about them, you have an opinion about their spouse, you have an opinion about their other friend. Yeah. Like, communicate. You have an opinion about their child. I think, like, that's one of the hardest things as an adult. To do. Like, your child might need to go to the hospital. Your child might need um, psychiatric help. Like, mm-hmm. who, wants to tell a, who wants to tell their friend that? But the real friends are going to tell their friends that. They're mm-hmm. going to explain to them, like, your, friend, your, your child's a little different. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say they're going to need support. Oh, they they're need support need in other they areas, have, yeah. Yeah, or, like, I mean, I guess sometimes when a child has intellectual disabilities, they actually can see it right off. But it sometimes carries over to your five, and it takes sometimes a friend that has to come in and say, this person needs support, or you're too hard on your child, Mm -hmm. or you're abusive towards your child, Mm -hmm. or you're pushing some of your insecurities on your child. Mm -hmm. You have to have those discussions with your your, your friends also. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's also being a friend, and people don't really highlight that. Mm -hmm. They look at it as judgmental, all this other stuff that keeps people from actually having real dialogue mm-hmm. like if you're gonna you're gonna call me judgmental from looking out looking at the the, the health of my friend yeah. or helping them, supporting them with raising their children then I'm gonna be judgmental because I'm gonna step up where my friend needs me it's not gonna be all party and I'm not gonna say all the nice nice things I'm gonna say the things that's necessary as well as the things that's complimentary I mean complimentary excuse mm-hmm. me so I think that's the important thing so also with your, with your kids you would say that that's a like if you I can't tell you things that's going on with your kids that you can actually rectify or you, you can get ahead of it. Like if I can't tell you they, they, they're not doing great in school or... You say you can't... What if do you I mean? can't tell you, meaning if you, I'm if sitting, you here, can't tell yeah, me, I'm sitting here it. and I'm just letting it all go yeah, down and that's her kids and I don't want to get in it and all this other stuff, but I'm still at your house every other day. No, I'm that's still, an issue. Do you, what, what, do, what, what will be your take on that? Like, Yeah, I think that that's an is issue. Is that an adult thing? No, it isn't an adult thing. classify that as an adult thing? I think that... I think that... When you avoid conflict, I think that that can be a level of immaturity. So I okay. think that, you know, when it comes to people's children, it gets to this, like, weird, sensitive place because, you know, our children are a reflection of us, and then Definitely. we start to think about, well, I'm a bad... I, nobody wants to admit that they're a bad parent ever. Definitely. So I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's a touchy subject. So when you do bring something up, a lot of parents have issues with that because they're thinking of the feeling about how they feel about what's being said and not about what's really being said. But if you really, if you really truly care about your friend, Mm -hmm. then you're, you're willing to take the risk. Like I'm willing to take the risk to tell you that, you know, your child may need some additional support or you're not spending enough time with your kid and that's why they're acting out or they need, you know, whatever, whatever I I may see. I think the extreme of what you said, like bad parent, I think 
because you didn't notice it doesn't make you a bad parent. It just means that you have the support. You get what I'm saying? Like, I think... No, no, but I'm... I know, I'm not saying you're saying, and I'm saying that's what goes on. I do agree with you. That's what yeah. goes on in people's heads. Like, are you trying to say I'm a bad parent? Mm -hmm. No, I'm trying to say that I'm supporting you in a place you may may not notice or you may be weak. doesn't make you a bad parent because we all need support. Mm -hmm. We all need... A teacher sometimes has to tell you hard things. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, your child might have a learning disability. Things that... Like, you don't know behavioral issues. Your child... I mean, it didn't make it to school. Like, nobody wants to sit there and talk to, like, especially when some of the parents are irrational. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So nobody really wants to have the discussion, but they do have it because they want to support the child. Absolutely. And in doing that, you have to support the parent. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying the fact that the first thing we have to think is, like, the person's not saying you're, they would say you're, like, you have to trust your friends to say, I think you're a bad parent. Mm -hmm. They're not saying you're a bad parent. They're saying that there's something that you're not noticing. Yeah. And we can do it mm -hmm. together as a team. So. If we start looking at our friends as a team, we won't have that, you know, have that in our head because they wouldn't hang out with a bad parent. But yeah, and honestly, I think that as a parent, when you, you know, you know when you're not do, doing, doing your, giving your, your all or doing your best, like you Definitely. know it. So, or you know that, and I'm not saying that in every situation, you know, but you know, if you took a step back and you thought about certain things, you can kind of pinpoint on your own where you can improve on, right? right. The areas you can improve on. So when mm -hmm. someone's pointing out certain things, you can say, you know, you can be honest about it and say, being the adult as well, saying, you know what, you're right, I have been thinking about that, that my temper's been getting a little ahead of, you know, I've been getting a little out of control of my Definitely. temper. My patience is a little thin, I need mm -hmm. to relax. And you see it, so since now you see it, it must be really, really bad. Be you know what I mean? Yeah, so I think that, and I can take a page in my own book because not all the time do I get constructive criticism, constructive criticism and I'm ready to take in the information too Definitely. because also as a parent, you're like, I bust my ass, I do this. You think about all the things, things you, do, you do, and in the area that you just may need a little support in, you're like, yeah, I may need support in that, but I'm, you want to hear in that moment, because you're being insecure, mm -hmm. that I'm amazing in all these other areas, and then you can tell me what the hell's wrong with me, you Definitely. know what I mean? So I think you know, being mature and being an adult is also, when you're getting constructive criticism, constructive criticism from somebody, there's not your moment to kind of have your own pity party or to say, hey, boost my self-esteem up at this moment, because it's not even about you. Definitely. It's really, it isn't, it isn't. It's about that situation, that moment, you rectifying the situation with your child so that you could be a better parent to your child and everything else is everything else. And like you said, I have faith that you won't, you wouldn't be my friend if you thought I was a, it was a horrible parent. Definitely not. So yeah. that should always be in my mind, even when you're telling me things that, I don't want to hear at the moment. I should always think like if I was a terrible parent, I wouldn't even be sitting if I was in your a living terrible room. Terrible person, if I yeah like yeah, I wouldn't be sitting in your be... living room right now. So I think that that's another thing that you know it goes both ways. The person giving the constructive criticism and the person taking it in, Definitely. because it gets to this weird place where then you, the person taking it in gets resentful and they're like, well, if you thought it was a bad parent all this time, you should have said something. It's like, well, where the hell did this come from? Like, <laughs> we just have I mean, beef but, out of nowhere. But, like, but you, know? should, you should be, and I think that's a whole part, like that adds to it. That's a whole part of maturing, because at the same time, we have to have the discussion. They may take it in like that, and you may have to have the patience to sit back and explain yeah, where you're coming from. So. That's a whole. That's a whole different thing. I mean, we got to. We have to first understand. Like that's what I say about being an adult. We're just giving titles to people just to give it to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because they graduated in age. Well, just yeah. Because like when when do we start looking at these words as a mentality? And it should be like you know, 
my my mom started having kids at 18. Mm -hmm. She had me by 24. I'm the third kid. And then she had a kid three years later. So by 27, she had four kids, right? Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I would say about my mom is that she never made a decision when it came to, like, not, like the example I would give is, we'll be home, my dad worked. Mm -hmm. Like, she was a stay-at-home parent until we all was in school. And then they ha always had, like, alternating shifts. Like, there was always a parent home. But whenever she was home, and say, after school on a Friday, I'm like, hey, can I go to so-and-so's house, or can I spend a night there? And it was like, actually, dad, but he's not home. You know what I mean? Definitely. And, you know, that was my entire childhood, and I, and I found that to be very annoying, because I'm like, you are so also you luggage. I do have luggage. I'm like you also <laughs> you are also a parent as well. You Definitely. know what I mean? Like why can't you make the decision? Now there was other things within their relationship that that, that you probably didn't know. I about. didn't like, know about maybe exactly. Maybe he was the one that had to make that decision. Agreed. And maybe you know. To. And I learned as I matured and be, and, ha and have my own child. So I would. I guess offline I should be apologizing to my mom, but even on camera I think that I was a little hard on her because when you are raising kids together, it is a mutual decision. You Definitely. have to make decisions together. So by her saying, let me ask your dad, instead of it being a sign of weakness, it could have been like, we, or we both decided that we would make decisions together. Definitely. However, my dad she used to make decisions without her. Yeah. But she like, <laughs> it. I mean, she, he could have been the decision maker. Well, he could have been better agreed. at it, yes. They but I wish that, that she would explain it. Yes. But as a parent, you should respect your child enough to explain well, or even she didn't even realize that I need an explanation. I grew up in a time when you you do as I say, and if I tell you, you no, know, get the hell out of my face and Definitely. go in the room. Like I, I say, I said no. Like I'm the parent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's the environment I grew up in. So I understand why she didn't explain it. But I grew up kind of looking at her with the side eye, like you can't make a decision. Like no, but the, whatever. the question is, should you understand? Because we grew up in now. Now we're informed. So when we're looking at it, it's like, how do you get stressed out about, like, we all get stressed out with our child, right? Mm -hmm. But if you take a step back and you're like, who's the adult here? Mm -hmm. Like, take a step back and who, who should be doing the teach? who should be the teacher here? Mm -hmm. Who should be explaining everything here? It's, it's the adult in the room. But so it's the belief. Whether like, they don't know, I know that they believe the certain things. We're not saying that whether they believe, my mother could have believed it was okay to beat me senseless. It, it's, it's just not right. Doesn't make it right. Yeah, so right, what I'm saying right. is, as an adult, you can relate and you can start the dialogue. Yes. But you still could go in saying, I don't think you did this appropriately. Got it. Like, you should have still explained this to me. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think that's where it's like, and then you see, is she going to get defensive? Is she going to take that in in a immature manner? Or is she going to take it in to start a discussion? Mm -hmm. Because let's be clear here. We're saying adults come to the table ready to discuss and find common ground and find solutions. That's being an adult. Other things is like if, like we see a lot of adults that maybe possibly didn't have a childhood. So in adulthood, they're willy-nilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard for you to relate to them, but you're supposed to forgive them. You're supposed to understand. But you're in a place in your life where it's like you have a low, you have low tolerance, tolerance for that. Tolerance for that, yeah. Mm -hmm. We all could understand the other person, but there's a billion people out here. Mm -hmm. And then we're talking about personal relationships. We're not talking about just humanity and understanding that we have to be we have to tolerate other people. We're not talking about that. We're talking about people we chose to be in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. A spouse, a friend. So they have to connect with us to some form of fashion. Are they going to fall short here and there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't be so far off where it's, it's a detriment to the relationship. No, I agree. So that's what we're, we're, when we're talking about being an adult in the room, we have to really look at what does that entail. Mm -hmm. Because everybody, you, everybody worked a job before yeah. and had that mm -hmm. person walk in as real rule regimented. And we're all getting straight when they walk in. Mm -mm -mm -mm. As soon as they leave, we're talking poorly like, yeah, about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And 
not knowing that they actually keep they they're the ones who actually keeps the organization afloat. Mm -hmm. The rest of us is just we just want to go to work and enjoy, and they allow us to enjoy and have all mm -hmm. that because they're always keep, keeping everybody in place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nobody's saying yo, maybe we should support that person. Yeah. We're all immature in that way because mm -hmm. I've been there. So we've all, we all immature that way. But I also been the other person that's like, yo, we do need rules. There's a place to actually enjoy yourself and have fun, but we have to have this in place first. Yeah. Well, I learned, we talked about balance earlier, but mm -hmm. I learned that there's a place in the middle too. Like, you don't want to be too lax where you're out. Like, my, my rule of thumb is being true to who you are. Definitely. So with, or like, if... Like right now, like it's prime time for vacation at work, right? So it's really not a lot of people in the office. But who I, if I was working, like if I was in the office, like who I would be this week would be the same, pretty much the same person I would be with my boss still there. Like I would say, for instance, like there's times when if there's not, a, if the workload is not super crazy, I may run out to get a manicure, right, mm -hmm. on my lunch break. I would still do the same thing whether she's there or on vacation, you know, whether I'm that on vacation. Point? Because, like, I'm not going to go out, like, crazy. Like, I took my... You're not going to go behind her back? No, either. No, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to go behind her back, and I'm not going to be sneaky and be a totally different person when she's not in the building. But would I, sometimes, if I need to take an hour and a half lunch and nobody's really in the building, I may take the hour but and a half lunch, but I'm going to let her know. What do you mean, what's the protocol? What's the protocol? To be honest. Can you, can you if you're honest with your boss, yeah. if she's like, okay, that's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you doing it when you still have a bunch of work no, to I'm get done? No, I'm responsible. I'm responsible. You're responsible with your time. Yeah. So that's all that shit. So you will go in the, in the person that's rule regimented. You oh. see what I'm saying? Like, they, when people hear rule regimen, they, they, we're just saying that they, they're following the rules first and foremost, and then they're following, they're finding the wiggle room within the structure. Yeah. Yeah, Once I you start right paying outside the structure, it yeah. destroys the, it destroys I the structure. So there's so much wiggle room in the structure. Yeah. Like, you don't go get your nails every, done every day. No. So then they're going to announce, so your, your boss is going to you're a great enough worker where I can now say your work is done, this is done, okay. Mm -hmm. By all means, that's why we have chain of command. Mm -hmm. But that's business. When it comes to your friends, personal relationships. when it comes to personal relationships, there is somebody that is a little bit more rule regimented that probably we all look at and say, that's the person you probably want as the leader of our group. Like, we come to it all our problems. We come to, mm -hmm. like, that's, that's, that's just their gift. But at the same time, what do you bring to their life? Because mm -hmm. you have to have something you bring to them, and they have to have something they bring to you. That's what forges a relationship. But you also have to have something in common, too. Like, you can't just be around somebody that's going to keep you on the straight and narrow because you're not here to babysit me. Definitely. So it should be, like, yes, you may be a little bit more, I wouldn't say disciplined. I think if we want to take it personal, um, your gift is that you think of everyone as mm -hmm. a whole, right? So we, there's a lot of moving parts, but you're making sure that everyone is getting taken care of within all of that, right? I, you do it out of all of us, mm -hmm. right? Um, but, and that's what, and that's one of the things that you do bring to our team. But I'm not, but the, what we do in between, in between that, we still are, are, we still are on the same page, you know, like we're still on the same page, we still like do the same things, it's just that in that area, you're really good at that. But that's so what we're I'm still saying. like at we're still on the same block. Selfish, right? Yeah. At times you can push the envelope and say, "Listen, I want to do today. something." <laughs> yeah, I want to do something that really goes against the plans we made. Because today you just want to, you know, you want to do what you want to do, right? <laughs> There's times that we have got we have gotten into argument at that particular time, but I'm straight with you. You're not being you're not being mature in the situation because maturity. You signed on for a group. Yeah. But in the within the structure of the group, that that was a promise, right? But within the structure of the group, you can still do what you want to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
You just want to do it that day, at that particular time, at that particular moment, because you feel like it. Mm -hmm. So there's a big difference. You see what I'm saying? So that's what, that, at that particular time, it does strain the relationship. Yeah. Whereas we have to have back and forth and dialogue and whatever, whatever, and then we come to a point where now it's like, what's going to happen going forward? Mm -hmm. And every time those moments happen, because there's times with me and you where I'm dead wrong, and there's, you got to check me on something. So it's, it's that we have that, that back and forth still in our relationships at risk. Mm -hmm. If I decide to remain immature, not apologize, not say I'm sorry, not see the big picture, what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. I hold you hostage. Yeah. And you signed on for an equal relationship because mm -hmm. that's what we always talk about, equal and healthy relationships. So think, what, what, does it, what does it mean to be the adult in the room? What would you say if you had to explain to somebody what it meant to be the adult in the room? What would you say? I think to, to be the adult in the room would be to own who you are. I think mm -hmm. it starts with that because you, don't really, you can't really connect with somebody that doesn't know who they are or what they want. Um, I think that uh, being adult also requires you to make decisions. It requires you to take constructive criticism. It requires you to not be selfish. And it requires you not to run from conflict. I think that those are, and believe in, and believe in accountability, believe on both ends, like you holding everyone around you accountable, you're unafraid to hold everyone else accountable, and you're unafraid to hold yourself accountable, and you're unafraid for other people to hold you accountable. So I think that that would make somebody an adult. Like, it, it, those are the, the, the core responsibilities outside of other things that people may believe will make you an adult besides age and um, owning a home and owning a business, like, you know, things like that, or being a, being a parent. Because I, I think... Mean, I would say that's resp being responsible for your finances, right? It is, but it's, it's... But, you know, we live in a society where those are the things that people respect, like, you know what I mean? Like, like off the bat, like, Definitely. oh, you're, you, you, you're a homeowner. You're 35 and you own a home, that's amazing. And it is, I'm not, Definitely. I don't wanna take away from Definitely. that, but there's so much more to life <laughs> than owning a home and, 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 ha and building healthy relationships. Like you may be, you may own that home and it may be nicely furnished and you may have, you know, your dream home, your dream man, your dream kid, your dream whatever. But if you, are not in the, in the position to foster a healthy relationship with the people around you, and you're not in the position to, to, to grow and strengthen the people that you're around, then it doesn't really matter what type, I, personally for me, it doesn't matter the home I live in. Like that, like, yeah, I think that it, would be my adult in the room, like yeah, being able to be being big on forcing relationships. Yeah, like I think if like everything around you, well, we believe that everything around us doesn't really quite matter if you don't have a solid team, Definitely. right? So. I used to believe, I used to think that, you know, if I, if I checked all these things off this list that you create in your head as you, as you mature, or mm -hmm. you navigate through life, like if I, you know, got a car and I got a home and I did this, that this made me a responsible adult. adult. But when you have all that stuff and you don't really, ha and you can't, and yeah, you got your friends around when, you, when, it's, when, when you're ready to party and you're ready to have a good when time. But when, and you have those friends when chips hit, when you hit rock bottom, they're here to lift you up. But where are the friends in between that's helping you maintain life? Definitely. You know, like I think that that's where it really matters. And I think that that kind of gets glossed over. People don't really take the time to really deal with that because the friends that, that, that get you off the ground, they become the hero. Mm -hmm. The friends that, that you're partying with, they become um, fun. fun. And then what, what about the, the friends like living day-to-day -day life with you? Like, 
that's maintained yeah. everything, that's not calling out of blue, that's not... Yeah, that's invested, that's fully invested. Or tired of the fact that you hit rock bottom because you... You're really, making poor you're decisions. making poor decisions, yeah. so they're not helping you up. And then there's that person that comes in and plays the hero, and you, you know, you're like, okay, have yeah. that person be your friend. Now, now, now this responsibility is yours. Yeah, take it. But I would think, like, going back to what you were saying about actually us seeing things as having a team is the most important thing. I really... When a person tells me they're a homeowner, I'm like, what did you give up to actually own this home? Mm -hmm. What did you sacrifice? When a person says, I have this job that I work 15 hours, I'm like, what are you sacrificing to do so? Or that I make six figures, what are you sacrificing yeah, what to you do sacrifice 15 to hours do this, work, right? Yeah. So, like, I'm not necessarily going to sit there. Like, one thing, I, one thing we always frown upon is we don't, we, we don't care about judgment. Judgment is important. Yeah. It's a positive thing. Mm -hmm. But prejudging is a whole other thing. Like, I want to know the story. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to make an assessment unless I know the story. So, yeah, owning a home is good. Check. Absolutely. Owning a home and not being responsible for the family that you left behind, it negates the check. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I want to hear the whole story. I want to hear what you did and what you sacrificed. Because there's one thing you go in 15-hour days, you know, you, you signed on for a partner that works that um, works from home, mm -hmm. you make sure you keep the home afloat, they're chasing a dream that maybe one day might keep you from working. Mm -hmm. You know, now now they're gonna take care of everything that they need to take care of. You're not working anymore because they mm -hmm. have financial, they have financial stability. Or you work all this time, you have all this time away from home, you raising children now. Are you willing to sacrifice that job and like now say we're gonna get a, a, a home that's cheaper, or we're gonna move further uptown, or we're gonna do certain things where I can be home more to take care of my child. Or did you sign on to actually work and the partner and your partner said, okay, I'll take care of all. Yeah. But then when you come home, are you present? Do your mm -hmm. kids know you? Like those are things that I wanna talk to my friends about because I can talk about the money they make. And yeah, it's a, it's, it, it is an accomplishment, but it's a personal accomplishment. It is a personal, and you know, it's funny that you brought that up because I didn't always think that. Like, Definitely. you know, I grew up poor, and so being independent was a goal of mine, Definitely. honestly. So, you know, every job that I had was I always wanted to be better than the job that I had before, and and f for a part of my life, like I had this number in my head of a, of a salary that I should be making to, and that salary made me believe that I was being successful, right? Definitely. And then when I actually got to that salary, it was like, well. I could make more and more. Like it's like I, it was. I was never satisfied, basically. And you know, I wanted more and more and more, until I realized that you know, I could be chasing money forever. That's number one. Um, money is fleeting, like emotion. Yeah, it's fleeting. And part mm -hmm. two is that, what am I willing to give up to make a certain amount of money, right? Because, the more money you make, the more job responsibility you have, and it. Your work day doesn't, especially in a in the in the industry that I work in, is not nine. To, it doesn't become nine to five. It's like nine to eight or nine to six. You know what I mean? Like you're working these weird hours or you're working around the clock because it's a expected of you because you're making so much money and you have more responsibility and whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But I realized that you know spending time at home and having being able to shut things off and saying that I work Monday through Friday, see you on Monday. You Definitely. know what I mean? That was really that was really important for me and that. I made, and when I got to, like, I do make good money now, but I'm no longer chasing it. So it's, it's not like, there's, I don't have this number out there. I'm not no longer chasing it. It is coming. I do, I do have a, a, a high position at work, but 
it's not, I created boundaries within that. You know what yeah, I mean? So I'm no longer chasing money. I no longer you think of- You prioritize your family. Over, I prioritize, yeah. And I realized that, you know, being responsible means that I live within a certain means because I want to have time with my family instead. Definitely. And so I am rich still, or I am still well off, because not only do I have, make a decent salary, but I also get to spend time with Definitely. my, I have, with my family. I have the best of both worlds. And you was, and you was under the impression that I had to like give. I my, had to give it up yeah. to actually get to where you were. Yeah, and absolutely. You didn't. You at some points you put your foot down. Yeah, didn't I, put, give I popped it up the brakes. Still, still got it. Yeah, what you was supposed and to. And I would have never thought that so would have been able to happen. That's that's just that's the testament of of like adulthood yeah mm -hmm. like it does work the other people at work telling you what you have to do and how you have to get there and what you mm -hmm. and you're looking like yo I have kids mm -hmm. I have a husband or wife mm -hmm. I have friends you mm -hmm. know what I mean like this is not gonna I'm not gonna allow you to bury me mm -hmm. but at the same time I earned my position so mm -hmm. you're not gonna make me feel like I'm less because of it so when you look at it, when you think of a partnership now, mm -hmm. just segue in, when you think of a partnership, what would you think of would make an adult partnership? Because we see a lot of partnerships and every time we ask people, um, how, many, how many happy marriages do you see? Yeah. And everybody's like, like it becomes like the Jeopardy. <laughs> like you literally sitting there and you're like, yo, you don't know too many happy marriages. Yeah. So now people are just coexisting? That's what you're telling me? Well, I think it starts with principles and beliefs, I think two people really need to take the time to speak about those things and make sure that they're aligned. Definitely. Because, you know, what we see often is, you know, when two people are dating and then they get married, things are all good, right? And then they have children and then things all just break apart because now they have two different ideas of what parenting is. Definitely. And they're on, they're on separate ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And then that's when, the, that, that's when the bickering, the conflict and everything arises. I think that... I think anytime you add, you have two people and you add any person to that, there's gonna be some bickering because that person needs, like we always say kids, but if you even have add a friend to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you even, like let's say you move your brother in. Yes, you're right. That, that's gonna, let's say you move your mother in. It's automatic. But that's why it's a, Conflict yes. is gonna occur because you gotta now be mindful of the other person. And God forbid, if I move my, like you pay the rent and I move, move my your mother, mother in. in. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I love your mother, she but, can move in. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, there's so many dynamics when you look at it. But so, you're right, when you add another person in, and I think it's really important to talk about, like, everyone, like, two people that are, are building together and merging together, they really need to have the same beliefs on on um, communication. Definitely. I think that's where it starts. Like, if you believe that, that I need my own space and I'm upset and I'll talk to you in five days, that's not gonna fly with a person that believes that you can get an hour or two, but we need to talk about this. Definitely. You know, maybe a day, but mm -hmm. we need to talk about this. You know Definitely. what I mean? I think that that's where- We need where, to make the time to talk yes, about exactly. it gets to go somewhere else. Or it goes nowhere and then we, we come back, act like nothing happened and it starts all over again. Definitely. So I think that, you know, a, a mature relationship starts with making sure that communication's aligned and making sure that they believe in the in in effective communicating. I would agree. I would agree, and but to add to that, I think don't lose track of the, the, the togetherness. Like stop, like lo understand everything now. Like you want drama, people want drama and believe, like when you came, you came like, oh I stayed with him, he cheated and he beat on me and he went through this and now we stronger for it. You know what I mean? Like they went through the whole struggle and now, 
And people that are in healthy relationships or they're healthy, they're looking at them like that's a lot of that's a lot of trauma mm -hmm. within your relationship. And yeah, you could be better, but I think now at this point, y'all kind of settling for the relationship. Y'all yeah. can stay together. It's cool. Y'all got through it. But should you have to go through that? And should your kids, you telling your kids they should have to go through that to have a strong relationship? Mm -hmm. Are you role models? So there's a lot that goes into that. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So you can now go that route, or you also can go into the understanding that the drama or the... Because we all like a little bit of, you know, a little bit of conflict, I guess. Mm -hmm. there, there's something in us that when we're now, we're doing something, we need adversity some yeah, way, somehow, yeah, yeah. right? And it makes us feel accomplished because mm -hmm. we got over a hump. But why can't you do that by investing in each other? Mm -hmm. like and like, I bust my like behind. Like a different type of hump. Yeah, I bust, I went to work, like I said earlier, I went to work 10 hours, 15 hour days so you can drain. Yeah. And I'm cool with that, like, because I like that I actually can support you in your dream. Yeah. So I don't go to work and come home bitter because I know why I'm doing it. I have purpose. It was togetherness. Mm -hmm. This is why we're doing this together. Yeah. You know, we had a child. We sat down and said, listen, this child, like, we got, we're going to raise a child. And you're better spiritually. So you instill, I think you should instill your spiritual guidance in, in and the I'm child. Better, and you're and better, I'm good at education. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to instill, like, when it comes to education, I'm going to take the lead. But you kind of have this, instead of like, well, I'm not going to say nothing because you're like, okay, maybe there's something in education that I might be strong in. I can now add to it. But at the same time, you're the stronger person in education. There mm -hmm. may be something spiritually that you could add to it. Mm -hmm. And we can now still coexist because we never lose focus on the togetherness. So I would say that would be a mature partnership. And it's hard to, it's hard to do. I mean, it I've is. lost partners. So it's not like I'm saying it and it can't. It's, it's something that's not hard to do because you need. I can have this whole theory and this whole understanding by myself, but I need somebody to buy in. But you know, so that's where the hard part comes in when you're waiting for that person to buy in. But would you say that you meet people mm -hmm. and um, they buy in and then they're resentful for buying in? Yeah, of course. Like, all you know, the time. like it's all the time. like like they did you a favor they by see, buying in, but they seen that they, they seen, seen, they how seen I was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, but once it started becoming a little difficult, it's not really supporting them no more because it became work. Yeah, I would say I find, I find I find I find it hard to find people in general that are all the way on the same page, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. there's certain areas that we may align in, and then there's another area that they may align, we may align at the, when we're in conversations, like, oh, I never thought of it like that. You know, mm -hmm. that's like, I'm a sucker for that shit. Like, I never thought of it like that. I'm like, oh, you did it? You let did me it? teach I'm you. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> let me teach, let me, let me show you the way. I'm and then, smart. yeah, and then I get like, yeah, exactly. And then, and then you realize that they don't give a shit about what the, what the hell I just said. And it sounds good at the moment. And yeah, they never thought about it and they, never, they didn't really care to think about it. Definitely. And, and then, you know, you, they agree in, in the, in the moment and then as, the relationship continues it's like you can't they don't really want to be held accountable because they didn't really buy into it so it becomes like you know this this tug of war between you know me and the other person because they don't really they never really believed it to begin with so would so, you say that like the adult in the room based on what you're saying which being that you don't see many adults in the room no you know what i mean like the way we're the way we're saying because we're saying that like if being an adult becomes a mentality, it's taught differently. Yes, absolutely. And you raise your kids differently. Which you saying, speak differently. To become an adult yeah. is mm -hmm. not just growing in age. No. 
is, is, is growing in, 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 in commitment, it's yes. growing in promise, it's growing in responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's actually showing up, it's actually having strong principles, Absolutely, a strong foundation, yeah. you know what I mean? So if you now start saying, okay, being an adult is a mentality, not an age thing, that would be a great thing, right? But what, would you say that being, a, being that you said it's hard to find adults in the room, a lot of people don't take that role because it's lonely? I agree. Yes, it is lonely. Yeah, it can be lonely. I mean, I'm lucky to have two friends, but <laughs> but it, it and you know. Did you, you think the amount of friends? No, I was be, I was trying oh. to be funny. You're supposed to laugh. Uh oh yeah. I didn't find <laughs> that funny. funny. <laughs> I didn't find that funny. Uh, yeah, I think when you get to a certain point in your life, like you don't need a thousand friends because you don't have a lot of time to spend with them. So Definitely. you kind of have as many friends as, we as talk about. All yeah, the time. like you. You don't have time to divvy up, so you have a small circle of friends, and you have your family, your job, whatever you have going on, you right? You gotta be honest with how much you can. Yeah, so get I somebody. don't think it's necessarily. Um, I forgot your question. <laughs> you I want down. you to laugh so much. Like, yeah, what, what, what did you say? Are you gonna forget my question? I don't know. What, I'm saying being that is a lonely road. Oh yeah, yes, yes, sorry, okay, I got it. You're back. I'm back. You're back. So yes, it can. I could see where people would, will not want to be the buzzkill and not want to be the, the, the responsible person of the group because then people want to hang with you less. Mm -hmm. So when they want to be reckless or they don't want to be watched or, or in their mind watched or if they want to do something outside of what they tell, if they want to do something outside of who they are. Or what they signed or on what they for. Signed on for yeah, well, for what they signed on for, they don't want you to be that reminder of that person so they just don't invite you to the party. But when you think of an adult, are you really, are you keeping secrets? You shouldn't, but... No, but when you're thinking of an adult, no, we're not talking no, about no, what no. you shouldn't. When you think, like, when you was a kid, you kind of snuck out the room. Yeah, you did, yeah. And you, you snuck on the forward phone. To be, you and, look yeah, forward yeah, yeah. to being like, yo, I can Rebellious. tell my mom. Yeah, I can tell this person. And then when you, get to, when you get to adulthood, you see so many people still keeping secrets. Yeah. Like, did you tell your, 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 your husband, you, nah, he don't need to know. I'm looking like, oh, so you tough with it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can see the immature. Like a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. You become a teen. So now, as we're talking, you're starting to see the phases that people regress to. Yeah. And they, they're quote-unquote adults. But yeah. then they're like, I'm going to keep this a secret. I'm going to keep that a secret. But if you really want to go party, go party. Mm -hmm. And like... Deal with the, the consequences of partying. But it's because you want to keep people in purgatory. You know, like we always talk about the neutral person. The neutral mm -hmm. person is friends with two enemies. Yeah, Watch them yeah, kill yeah. each other off. And they stand and they're still friends with the yeah, one yeah, on one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we always say two enemies come together, kill a neutral person, and then remain enemies. Mm -hmm. And they might even find out that they're not enemies. They've just been enemies because the neutral person's been feeding them different things, yeah, right? Yeah, I can see so, that. We always talk about like having effective communication, but the most important thing is, like, the most important thing is when you, you look at things. Yeah, when you look at things is to be the adult. Like you graduated to not keeping secrets. You graduated to owning your own life. You graduated to having dialogue because not living in your head and actually saying, "Listen, I'm going to have the dialogue because I'm accountable and I'm going to own up for what I'm thinking." But the funny thing is, when you move out of out your house, the first thing is like, I I, I pay my own bills, I do what I yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. But then you still don't do what you and want. And then you yeah. sign on for fringes that you're lying yeah, to. Yeah, you yeah, sign yeah. on for a partner that you're lying to. You're lying. You hit a Twinkie and telling your kid that you, you didn't tell your kid you hit the Twinkie. <laughs> you hide yeah, the yeah, Twinkie yeah, from yeah. the kid. I mean, all of us is we all kind of chewed and, and waited for the child to have like one eye open because yeah. you got you can't eat in front of the child. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you wind up doing a lot of secretive stuff when the whole point of being mature adults or the purpose was to be transparent. Yeah. 
You get and, what I'm saying? And create, and create relationships based on, on your transparency. transparency. Yeah, because you're really not creating a solid relationship when, when you're not being, when you're not being honest about who you are. Like, you're not even giving somebody else the ability to get to know who you are. Definitely. So yeah, you have to. Being an adult really starts with being transparent. Definitely, but you know. Is this is this has been a great talk, a great, great start to the third season. Yes, we're you excited. Know, that's yes, the adults in the room. Just remember, you can catch us on accountablelove.com. Yeah, we're on Instagram. Check out our YouTube page. Definitely. Leave so. a comment. Leave yeah. a review. We're on join Spotify, our, join iTunes. Yeah, join the discussion. All right. So my name's Aziz. I'm Jerry. And this is Accountable Love. Peace. Peace. Peace.